deep. Oh, bitch, it ain't me. Caps, caps, caps. Who are you finna try? I bet it ain't me. Oh, bitch, it ain't me. Caps, caps, caps. Welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Dorian. <laughs> I didn't do <laughs> I was so ready. I, I, think, I, was like, I pictured you sitting there on your hands, like waiting. <laughs> okay, so uh, Becca, you're here with us today too. <laughs> oh, how's it been going, guys? It's been a Pretty week good. already, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's okay. I was just telling Doy, and I feel like today should be Friday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, Doyen, why don't you start off telling us a little bit about what you are drinking and how your week has been? I'm drinking a dark and stormy and no comment. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Can you, what, what is a dark and stormy? It is ginger beer and like dark rum. Hmm. It's really I might easy. Try that. Can't mess it up. I might try that. Hmm. Becca, what are you drinking? How's your week been? Oh, man. It's been a week already, and we'll just kind of leave it at that. My birthday <laughs> was my birthday was Sunday. And it was. Birthday. Oh, Happy my God. I'm in my feelings about this birthday. So, yeah. But I am drinking um, Slow and Low Rock and Rye. I don't know if y'all have heard of it. Yeah, you told us to drink it last year. I, yes, I, oh. I think you told us about it. We used to drink it all the time. I don't... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I'm drinking with some ice. Mm. Keeping it simple. Chris, what are you drinking? I am drinking some peppermint hot chocolate with bourbon. Mm. Um, I had a little wine beforehand, (laughs) but I decided it's cold and I want to be cozy. And I'm going to also um, follow suit and say it's been a week and we'll just leave it at that. Also, I will note that I bought a really great eggnog yesterday from the liquor store. Uh, oh, uh, Lord, here we so go. Here we mostly go. alcohol and a little bit of eggnog, and y'all will not give me too much. <clears throat> I don't mind drinking eggnog for the effect, but I'm not going to drink some plain-ass eggnog that doesn't have any liquor in it. <laughs> it looks like baby vomit, so no. Oh, my Okay, well, it's been a fun podcast. Um, (laughs) Sorry that I had to kill my podcast host. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Okay, Okay. so for this week, uh, Doing's Blackness, we wrapped up um, the season of The Wire, and I am pissed off. (laughs) (laughs) They killed Babel Michael B. Jordan. And just like just the most inhumane, like just heartless way. And I'm like, I know, like I get it, like the cornrows were annoying, but you know, he didn't deserve that. <laughs> and now I'm big mad at the show and they're like, It's okay. I'm gonna watch it anyways. <laughs> well, I honestly have been waiting this whole season for you to experience that moment. Like 
And I feel like Becca's with me on this. Like, I've been waiting. I was like, well, I wonder how Doyen's going to react to Very mm-hmm. her baby heart. Badly. Like, mm-hmm. I was the whole last episode. I was just like, I can't believe these girls are making me watch this shit. Like, I was so mad. <laughs> but you had to see it coming, right? Like, you knew it was right. building up to that. It just it hurts my heart. You did also, it? Also, I don't pay attention. <laughs> oh I, was, I, was, I was about to say I was about to say no she didn't see it coming no, she didn't pay attention because while we're watching the show my phone is on my lap beeping and buzzing because doing and posting everywhere <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay I was not ready um and oh. my heart hurts and I need a minute but that's what makes a good show pulling those feelings murder out. does mm-hmm. not make a good show <laughs> No, murder doesn't make a good show, but when it makes you care about the person who was murdered and you feel real feelings, that makes a good show. You are going to hate every other season of this show. Listen, this is why I don't watch uh, watch Game of Thrones. I realize I'm too sensitive for that. Wait, you don't watch Game of Thrones? I just be killing people all willy-nilly. Blocks, blocks. Goodbye. No, because you you have been friends with me long enough that I am... Except for any judgment you have, you still gonna be my friend. <laughs> Becca, you didn't notice that, like, when you and I are talking about Game of Thrones, Doyen will just randomly say something about some random show she just found. Like, we're having in depth, like, we're trading series, and Doyen will come in about, oh, this is, this is great. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm super, like, I just now am too sensitive for it, and it just hurts my feelings. and um, real life hurts my feelings already, so I'm not really gonna add to that. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair you know enough. what? I actually don't like a lot of gruesome violence. I really don't. I spend most of my time with Game of Thrones turning Ugh, my face away but from you keep the TV. Doing it. But it's just yeah. so freaking good. Pass. It's so freaking good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> On to grueling things that hurts my feelings. Wait, first, uh, so we're going to our current events, but I wanted to start us off on a bright note, and then I'm going to drag y'all down. I'm just warning you now. Uh, So this girl named Riley, not to be confused with Steph Curry's daughter, Riley, um, wrote him a letter and was like, hey, I really love you, and I wanted some basketball shoes for the season. And I realized y'all don't have any girls' shoes on your website. And so Stefan writes back, and of course in the super adorable handwriting. Um, and it's like, wait, that's a problem. <laughs> and so he talks to like, you know, Under Armour <laughs> and he says they're fixing it. He also gets her a pair of his shoes. Like, well, <clears throat> when we get more, you're gonna get more. Also, I would like you to come out for International Women's Day. And just he's just super awesome about it. And what I super love about it is, like, he didn't try to ignore the problem, but he tried to, you know, make a change and then really um, show that he, like, really cared to that little girl <laughs> when so many companies don't do that, you know, nowadays, H&M. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh! <laughs> wow! Tell us how you okay, really feel. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I thought it was so sweet, and I was so impressed by this little girl. 
like I really loved her letter and her letter was so mm-hmm. like it had the innocence of a kid but it was very mature and she was just like you know you have daughters surely this is an oversight because I know yeah. you would not be okay with this like yeah I love and it. then I even she it. like and um if you don't know how to write a good email you you may you know you start off with like hey I like you and then you have your complaint in the middle and then and you're like I hope you can and then you just you say what you want them to do <laughs> so we all can look at this letter and learn how to affect change in our emails <laughs> this little girl is going far in life <laughs> so um now that we're all warm and fuzzy <laughs> the next topic um kind of oh, yeah. It kind of got big over the weekend. So it was actually two football players um, that got in trouble with the NFL and just generally like, okay, we'll start with Kareem Hunt. So he, um, there's footage that went out of him like kicking the shit out of a girl. And because of that, he subsequently got dropped by the Kansas City Chiefs. Interesting thing about it is the Kansas City Chiefs are like, oh, we didn't see that at first. Which sounds a lot like the Ray Rice situation. But as soon as like they kind of got mm. caught with their hands in the cookie jar, they're like, oh no, we gotta get rid of them. And that didn't make sense to me either because he said he didn't tell them everything, but then it was like they didn't see, I don't, it just sounded like, like you said, they were backpedaling yeah. because at first it was like, oh, we didn't know about this, but <clears throat> you knew something to ask him something. Like, mm-hmm. do you just, do you just stop every player? On Monday morning, right. hey, did you slap somebody today? <laughs> I mean, that might need to be your practice, yeah. but is that what you're doing? Like, I don't know. Sound like they were backpedaling. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure we all had the same sentiment. It's just like yeah. exhausting because you you basically can do everything except for ask not to be killed in the street by police, and you are gonna get chance after chance as long as you know evidence didn't pop up and quite frankly i'm surprised that they even yeah. dropped it I think i'm gonna be honest because of ray rice they had to yeah. make an example especially because of all of this negative yeah press about it but here's the yeah. thing and i guess we'll get to this when we talk about reuben foster too like well i'll wait i'll wait till we talk about till that till we talk about that okay. incident um too, and then i'll say what i gotta say yeah. well um I did want to just say one thing about um, Hunt. He's taking responsibility for what he did yeah. by saying he's taking responsibility. But but wait, did y'all watch the interview um, on well, I can't even talk. Did y'all watch the interview on Sunday that he did with ESPN with Lisa Salters? Yes and no. It was on and I wasn't paying close attention. Though. It was a very problem just another problematic response to me of like a half-ass apology like more of like i'm sorry i got caught kind of thing more like sorry i'm sorry i actually did this type and even his apology exactly cool you apologize that doesn't mean anything for what you deserve like at the end of the day actions have consequences and even if you apologize that doesn't erase the need for that consequence so what prompted me to even look at the television when the interview was on was i heard him 
it sounded like he was explaining something. And then he said, you know what? None of that matters because I was wrong. So that made me say, okay, mm-hmm. maybe he's going to give a good apology here because it seemed like he wasn't going to give an excuse. He was going to take responsibility for what happened. But then, like you said, after that, it just started to be kind of, I, <laughs> so I think that he, thinks he gave a really good apology. Mm -hmm. I think that he thinks he gave a sincere apology. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that he's not sincere. I I don't know. I don't know enough about him. I don't know. But it just, it started off sounding like he was going to say the right words. And then, of course, even saying the right words doesn't erase this. Because like you said, Mm -hmm. your, your actions have consequences. But it started off like it was heading on the right track and then it just became a matter of, yeah. you know. <clears throat> yeah. The other one we did want to talk about was Reuben Foster. And in some ways, um, Hunt's story was like shadowing fully, like Foster's getting everybody's attention just because it kind of happened the same weekend. But what made Foster's worse was like, mm-hmm. he had like history of domestic violence that people were just like you know sweeping on the yes. rug um the big problem especially with nfl is like charges get dropped for whatever reason and so then they think it's okay to keep running this guy and that's what was interesting to me about reuben mm-hmm. so the niners issued a statement and they mm-hmm. said they have like a zero tolerance policy for like abuse and domestic violence but mm-hmm. this isn't the first time that this has happened to him. So if right. you have a zero tolerance policy, like why is he still on your team? Oddly so enough, the math ain't adding up for me. So to me, I took that to mean we have a zero yeah. tolerance policy for convictions. <clears throat> mm. And because the judge, which that really got to me that the previous case, the judge dropped those charges of the, the he had a he had a plethora of charges uh-huh. in one case but the judge dropped the ones dealing mm-hmm. with the domestic abuse because the ex-girlfriend recanted now i don't know how things work in california so i don't want to be presumptuous and say what i know the judge could have and should have done but when you deal with um any type of survivors of abuse this is this is typical mm-hmm. and there's no there's no telling why she recanted but that is typical and in Mississippi at least the the court can file on your behalf if you go to the hospital the hospital can file on your behalf and I don't understand why the judge didn't push through but like I said I don't know how things work in California so I won't say what he should have done but to drop it just because she recanted when there's clear evidence that that's just, oh, and give him $235 um, in fines. Because two things really about just the whole even notion about it. So I remember the NFL actually like hired this woman. I think she was like a wife of one of the NFL players about to create a whole task force about abuse in the NFL. And she came up with all these ideas. Unfortunately, uh, she signed an NDA. So she came up with all these ideas and then NFL was like, cool, thanks. It did absolutely nothing mm. about it. And because she signed the NDA, she cannot speak on like what she found and what her ideas were because at the end of the day, they're just trying to pay, you know, lip service to a problem. 
Um, another thing that I kind of just wonder about is um, the notion of CTE. And part of the symptoms of CTE is like abusiveness and like anger and things like that. And we cannot currently mm-hmm. test for CTE. So we don't fully know. I'm definitely not making any excuses for anybody, but we don't fully know if their brains are fucked up, <laughs> you know, and no, you're right. you know, what that could be doing. Because there has to be. I mean, there's clearly a pattern. There has to be a rhyme and reason behind this pattern. I mean, there also is this culture, and I think it goes across multiple institutions that, I mean, there's just this culture of abuse and violence against women that kind of goes unspoken. Mm -hmm. And like Joanne said, things just get swept under the rug and never addressed because this isn't the this first time. This is true. Like, our football team needs to be years trashed that we've heard about Jackie like Sherrill days. Like Ezekiel, <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott, yeah. Jamee Winston, like Ben Roethlisberger, like all of these things happen over and over and over again. And I feel like every time there's the same response from management that, you know, we're going to evaluate our policies, we're going to do all these cultural improvements. And it is a lot of just like lip service, nothing changes. It's mm-hmm. one of the Mannings. It's not Eli. It was the one that went to Tennessee. But basically, he, he straight up like her sexually harassed her trainer. And then him and his dad like shamed her to the point oh. where she had to quit her job. And it took her time to even find another job. But he was the one who sexually harassed her. And I'm like, Still to this day, their PR is so good that like the story comes up and it fizzles out like immediately. Nobody pays attention to it. Yeah, that was definitely Peyton Manning. And it's so I just it's just so frustrating and it's so angering from the NFL. And I get so frustrated with them on so many levels because this is a yeah this is a conglomerate that's so freaking filthy, dirty, rich. Mm-hmm. Like all the money that's there and it's they could just do whatever they want to do. And it's like, there's nothing in place. Not even, apparently not even the laws are there to hold them accountable for the dirt that they do. Mm-hmm. On to something that's a little bit lighter, a lot of bit lighter. Um, I wanted to talk about our fave Beyonce at the Global Citizen um, Festival in South Africa. <laughs> but first, I want to start off talking about how we caught paparazzi pics of the babies. <laughs> the twins. I was like, <laughs> is that an old picture of Jay-Z with blue? But no, <laughs> it's Rumi looking like blue. <laughs> That's what I thought too and then, uh, I mean, both of those kids are, even, all three of those kids are like really tall for their ages. I don't know what they did, but like blue's probably like more my height. Well, Jay is tall. Yeah, he is tall. I don't know. My idea of tall is like, I guess, extraordinarily tall. Like, Dwayne, how tall matter. are you? <laughs> I know, right? I'm five four, but I was like six. I don't know. I feel like because my friends were like, "No, like five ten is tall for a man." I was like, "That's not tall. That's like, that's I don't know." I don't feel like 5'10 is tall for a man, but 6'1 is definitely tall. Mm-hmm. I have a six foot minimum, so there's that. Ma'am. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ignore it. <laughs> but the tallest guy I ever dated was like 6'9. So <laughs> six foot oh is my God. How does that even work? It, was, it didn't. Like, he's just, <laughs> it was really hard to like fit him in my car. 
I can never, ever, <laughs> ever like sneak a kiss. It's like, hey, can you come down here? I need something. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. But I always feel weird when I see like pictures like that of them. Because while I love to, like, I want to see the babies, I love to see mm-hmm. them, but at the same time, it feels so intrusive. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, while I, like, I'm not supposed to look, but right. I Right, like, look. it's like, mm-hmm. while I want to see it, they didn't want me to see it or else. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, it's just so weird because it's like blue, they take blue everywhere and we see them everywhere, mm-hmm. but, or see blue everywhere, but the twins are just like, they're a little secret. I was excited to see the little glimpse. Uh, as far as the yeah. global citizen performance, it just cracked me up. Her in that like big ass fluffy pink dress doing oh her my God. notion of African <laughs> dance. She was feeling it. She was in the First moment. First of all, I was like, you brought a whole choir to do an intro to Halo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you saw it. Listen. This is Beyonce. Were you mad though? I mean, she's my fave. I just had to laugh at how extra it was. Like, it's not like I was mad at her. I was just like, this is super <laughs> extra. But I mean, she's known to be extra um, at times. I like regularly <laughs> share that gif of her like praise dancing to uh, when Jesus says that. What? Praise. Excuse me. Excuse me. That GIF. what? You, you, you share that what? Y'all um, are not gonna do this with me, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> are you? You share about you share some peanut butter? Uh, I don't understand. Don't get me started on this. Anyways, um I was just trying to understand. Y'all <laughs> swear y'all like never mind. Um, <laughs> anyways, of her dancing to when Jesus says no by like Michelle Williams, yes. which is like kind of taken from like an African song. But uh her just like praise dancing that cracks me up. So literally I search Beyonce praise dance every single time. Oh my god. All right. So next, like I said, I promise I was gonna drag y'all down. So um, you know, I feel like we're constantly hearing rumors of offset and cardi and offset G not cardi. And um somebody, I guess the friend of Cuban doll, which literally never heard of her in my life before today there are so many dolls listen i only acknowledge cash doll all the rest of them i just don't i didn't even know who she was until you <laughs> sent the article and i saw her face and i, I still like, don't know who she never is. heard of spice her. girls where it's like baby spice and sporty spice and <laughs> no, they uh, are like individual dolls <laughs> okay yeah individual people <laughs> anyways so basically uh cuban dolls like i guess ex-friend Release some screenshots of car um offset trying to meet up with Cuban doll and another girl to have a threesome. <clears throat> and first of all, I want y'all to stop doing things where like people can have concrete evidence <laughs> of what she <you> did. <laughs> so like there's this whole text message. Right. And first of all, offset can't spell. <laughs> but um <laughs> Did you think he could? I didn't know. You know, <laughs> I am not going to be here for the for, offset. Slander, I just say okay? that I I think that he was just using. First of all, he was using creative spelling, no. which we encourage. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. First of all, and also, Phonics is I not your friend. That, uh, he had some typos. 
he had some title. I, I really, I sincerely is, think he just had some. More title. than likely, I assume Offset might have an iPhone. He might have an Android, but there's always that little red <laughs> dash line to like tell you, hey, this might be wrong. My um. <laughs> so, Dorian, you've never sent a typo ever. I've sent a typo, but usually I correct myself, so don't do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you don't have to correct yourself. Like, he's just like, I mean, you know what I mean. I just, the fact that he said New Orleans, I didn't realize he meant New Orleans at all until Twitter told me he meant New Orleans. But the fact, New Orleans, you know, Fox is not your friend. Like, it's just not. Like, read a book. <laughs> Learn some words. Don't I just want it to be known that I am not participating in this particular slander because I just felt like it was a typo. I just literally feel like it was a typo. I mean, Listen, that I red line. A, I may <laughs> stand, but no, nah, his spelling was just wrong. He could have he could have done a Google or a Siri something. I'm telling you, like my my phone would not even let me type that. It'd be like, nah, we gonna switch that real quick. <laughs> but. I, I just I don't I really think it was a typo. Mm. I do. Mm. I think I think that was a typo, and I think some of the other words he just. Mm. <laughs> let, mm. let me go back and say this. <laughs> I, I work with teenagers a lot, so I know how they text and I know how they talk, and they do that. They text like they talk, and it's not okay. I hate it, but I'm just saying I think that it was. A typo because well he left the s off on the end but other than that he didn't um, he didn't spell the word wrong uh, it's just a space oh that's cute where did you I'm get that cake from oh. <laughs> well i like to keep a set of them i like to keep them i like to keep them nice and starched and ready because i'm just saying oh. there are a lot of things we can say about offset i just didn't see that and think oh he's dumb i just saw that and thought it was a typo but when you told when you first said something about it, I thought it was gonna be audible. And so I really had prepared myself to like laugh because I really thought it was gonna be audible and he was gonna like, I don't know, say it some weird way. I don't know. I don't know what I, I was thinking. Why you thought that. But um I also said that like the text happened in late June when Cardi was eight yeah. months pregnant. Like I understand that like some dudes don't like smashing their pregnant women. But I'm just like, like, why? Why do you have to be so? Are we surprised? <sighs> Are we surprised? I just, I just want them to be better. That's my problem in this world. Is like I want people to be decent, and they just refuse to be. So I, I did not know that this happened until um you had mentioned it. But I saw where he did a post and delete, but I didn't know what it was referring to. So he did a post and delete and fame from gossip in the city captured it as she captures everything. And it looks like it's his um, Insta story. And it says, I never tried to convo Uh, with you hoes. uh, Cap, cap, cap. (laughs) Leave me and my fam out the cap. Busted ass hoes with no bag. So good on the thought. Also, like, <laughs> but he posted it then deleted it, and I saw, but I saw it on her on her post on her blog post, and I was like, of course, I automatically assumed that Offset is it's referring to him cheating because 
he does that. So it's <laughs> like I didn't know the particular. So is the word convo like short for conversate? Which is not a word, Dorian. <laughs> oh, Lord. I just don't want to go into this. I just Algebra. don't. <laughs> I just know I don't want to go into this. I'm not going to. I just, I just, I mean, Cardi's crazy, so she'll probably threaten him to his life. So she can probably hold on to it. She's going to threaten him, but is she going to leave? She's our rap Beyonce. Oh, oh, okay. But I didn't know that. Cap, cap, cap. We don't know about offset. But anyway. I'm not even sure if I know what cap means, but. <laughs> you don't remember cap, that vine where the dude was like, who you finna try? You know what I mean? Ooh, bitch, it ain't me. Cap, cap, cap. <laughs> cap, cap, cap. cap. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That is what I'll yes. say was referring yes, to. Yes, okay. Yes. okay, okay. It makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> Next one. Uh, people with money just be some dumb asses. But, uh, so Payless decided to, um, I guess, set up a pop-up shop and call itself Paylessy. And um, <laughs> I thought it was Palisade. Oh, I guess. Oh, Okay. Know. That yeah. sounds more glamorous. I, I was like, "Hey, you know, it's one of those words where, like, <laughs> you've never heard somebody else say it, so you just kind of come up to your own conclusion." Right. <laughs> but um, they basically created this luxury store and sold the shit out of their shoes for way more <laughs> than the cops was. Like, I'm already like, "Pay less, too expensive," because they want to sell shoes for twenty five dollars. But people are like, "Oh." This is a cool brand. Let me buy it for three thousand dollars. But I was like, oh, I don't know which Payless shoe you saw <laughs> that you were like, ooh, I need that for three thousand dollars. <laughs> That's the same thing I said, Doyen. Like we all know people who wear ugly shit just mm-hmm. because it has a name on it so i'm assuming that that's the type of people these were because listen i have bought payless shoes and yeah. i'm probably gonna buy some again <laughs> but you clearly know when you're dealing with a payless shoe like i know and i'm the type of person i'm really hard on shoes so i know this is like a one-time two-time max wear and you look right. at it you know you're dealing with a payless shoe <laughs> and they're saying things like it's well made well made <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know. I just want to know who these people were because. But no, I feel like these people have never seen shoe. a Payless shoe. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It was like blue Good ivy, point. and she's like, "Ooh, Good these point. shoes flash." <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't even know. <laughs> oh my god. Mama, why did you do she oh doesn't know if about no Payless. Oh, she's filthy oh. rich. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, so a bunch of oh, rich people got duped. Um, <laughs> oh, speaking of the light aside, there was like um, this person that basically set up this huge scam where he was selling this country like an airport <laughs> and it never happened. <laughs> and I'm right. like, that is brilliant. <laughs> he what? Wait, yeah, they, like, I don't know so, this. Like he pissed these people a whole airport that was not going to happen. <laughs> it was oh my god! How do you do that? Smart. These people are smarter than me. Penny personality, Moxie. <laughs> 
Alrighty, so that's all for our current events. So we kind of want to move into our someone something um, section. I'm a lot like the writer of this article, but we saw this article where um, members of the LGBT community um, are taking a stand against supporting the Sandra Bland doc documentary that's about to come out. And so I get, well, because of her homophobic comments. And so I guess before she passed, she was also a vlogger. So she went out and shared her opinion about a number of things. And there was, um, I guess around when she was alive, there was that whole story and notion of this like Illinois business owner who was trying to fight to not service LGBT people out of their religious um religious leanings and so she was basically um saying that first of all she started talking about like how she knew like gay people in her family but she feels like um homosexuality is a choice which if you talk to anyone over two seconds they will tell you it's not a choice but um she kind of moved on to kind of talk in support to of that business owner and so to me, um, people have to realize that what they do and say on the social media <laughs> will have a long-lasting impact. That's just what it is, and that's what's impacting her documentary and her legacy now. But, you know, shouldn't have said it if you didn't want to deal with the repercussions. Um, what were your thoughts about it? Um, Becca, you want to share your thoughts first? Or I can go first. Do you have a lot of thoughts or little thoughts? You go first. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, because I think you have the major <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> I'll just slide in and just say that I, too, uh, felt myself agreeing a lot with the author, just in the sense of... So I do think we have to allow people time and space to grow. I think that's fair. Now, that doesn't mean that you should be exempt from whatever consequences that happen. But we live in a time where we're so quick to get people out of here for stuff that I feel like you probably did the same thing when you were their age or maybe younger. I don't know. So I do think that you have to give people time and space to grow. But at the same time, I have said this to many of people. I don't, I don't blame them, that community, for feeling like they don't want to support her because here's the deal. Women and uh, the LGBT community alike are often attacked by, you know, we'll say hope tips for lack of a better term. And the thing is, every time something happens, every time there's a march, who's at the front of the line? Mm. The women and the gays. Like that, we're always the ones who are leading up that cause. And you want, you want people to understand, we need people to understand intersectionality. You need people to understand that I can be more, yes, like I can be more than one thing. And all of these things together make me a whole person. And so it's like, I, I, I agreed with the author. I do think that people have to be given the time to grow. And I feel that way in a lot of cases, because there are a lot of times when black Twitter will get you out of here or something will happen. And they'll be like, well, so, yeah. and who cares or whatever. And I'm just like, mm. you know, I think people deserve 
the time to grow. I'm thankful I had the time to grow, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, you shouldn't have to feel like you have to support someone who spoke ill of you, who spoke irresponsibly of you. Cause people don't always understand that hate that they're putting mm-hmm. out because yeah. they think of hate as something as overt, but they don't understand what they're doing, that that is putting your life at risk when you skew. I will say like to some extent, like Sandra Bland hit me more than any other death that happened because she was a woman. She was a woman in Texas. She was close to my age. And so like I constantly looked at her like that could have been me. Um, And also like intersectionality doesn't mean that you had to deal with the struggle. So like I am a cishet, you know, woman, but at the same time, it doesn't cause me to stop hurting for, you know, my LGBTQ friends and, you know, other people, like Native Americans. I don't even know any, like, people who, like, live on a, you know, in a Native American community, but it hurts to see them going through what they go through and so like I'm here for all of it and so I just want to say intersectionality doesn't necessarily have to be like what you're dealing with it's a notion of caring about other people and what they may be dealing with regardless of what's happening to you and what privileges that you um get you know and live with (laughs) all right Becca lay it on us no I I don't have very much else to say I think it's that um for me, it's very unfortunate that she did not get that opportunity, like y'all were saying, to to learn about intersectionality. She strikes me as somebody who would have been open and receptive to that if she had had people in her life who had, you know, talked to her about it or if she had, like, opened her flat platform up and had been exposed, I think, to those type of topics more. And I think that's what hits me the hardest is that I think we talked about this earlier in the week, like she never had that opportunity to explore, grow as a person or even really fully flesh out and process what exactly she believed and didn't believe. Yeah. So I guess but I'm also, echoing um, your sentiments. In the discussion of her, they were talking about, um, is this Stefan in California? And he was talking about, constantly talking about how he didn't like dating black women and you know black women are beneath him and he had a hispanic woman and so a lot of people like especially a lot of black women were like oh we're not caping for his murder and i think in a way i get it people at the end of the day i just don't want the police to keep murdering us without cause <laughs> like right because that is the issue that's the yeah, issue. Like, and that's what we that's what we're bottom line for. that's what that is the issue but i can't take away from feeling like yeah this person wouldn't do it for me i mean i can i personally can look beyond that and put the issue first but everybody yeah. can't and um, i don't and i don't yeah because stefan was saying i don't want nothing black but xbox and i'm like you know uh, talk about uh dark bitches bring uh, dark things i hadn't heard this <laughs> you know and yeah like so it's not like it Whoa. was okay and I, I can still be like hey that was fucked up what you said but also stop killing us <laughs> you know like <laughs> 
And his baby mama supported him in that kind of talk. And she backed that kind of talk up. But then after he was murdered, who did she turn to for support and help? The black community. But yeah, I mean, um, I very much generally in many facets of my life, I talk about, I use a metaphor of uh, a train. So a train runs on two tracks. And so you can feel a way about one thing and still be like, okay, otherwise. I still feel a way about another thing. Um, I've told people that before about like my Nigerian Americanness. Like I love being a Nigerian. I also love being American, <laughs> and it really doesn't like come to an impasse because I just operate on both of those things in two separate ways. Um, same thing with uh, Sandra Bland. I don't love what she said about the um, LGBTQ community. But I also don't feel like she deserved to die. And to some extent, it doesn't usually come at an impasse. But also, uh, what the article, what the writer was saying is like, false or all, we really didn't know about this mm-hmm. until like very recently. So like, also, I cannot tell you like fully how I feel about it because I'm still coming to a resolution about my feelings because it does seem to come at it and pass but I just don't know yet I and I think it's okay to not know and work through your feelings and not immediately cancel somebody because of it yeah another thing that the article did was made her be akin to that white person who says well I have a black friend mm. and well, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> bred, I have gay cousins bred that way. <laughs> yeah. and, and I was like yeah that's yeah. exactly yeah. what it is, you know i just it's it's a tricky situation i did cringe like I said, at that part yes yeah. yes and i am capable of putting what it, what is major ahead but at the same time i i do not judge those who can't look past it i don't especially when you know her views and opinions could very well had a negative impact on their livelihood and on their lives so i just it's complicated it's confusing it's life pretty much just life um (laughs) so i think we can move on to our poor life decision of the week and so (laughs) it's just extremely timely because from thanksgiving to valentine's it is engagement season. Mm-hmm. And if you are anything like me, I spent my whole 20s like freaking out about getting married. Now that I'm 30, I'm like, maybe it'll happen. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> um, even past that, like I think we all have a thing in our life that we feel like should have happened and we're wondering when it's going to happen. And of course, social media helps us to come to not helps but social media helps to agitate that so um if even if it's not getting married maybe it's like buying a house getting a second degree um there's so many people that look at social media and they it starts to create um an insecurity and the thing about it is because we as a society just try to avoid the notion of envy um we're not able to deal with it 
in a productive way. And so mm-hmm. social media really hurts and it agitates and it, and it makes us depressed. So um, the first article that I read, which was uh, what to do when social media inspires envy, it was very academical. Academical. That's one of that darkest stories, Hitty. <laughs> but uh, it's called. Uh, it's from this website called Daily, uh, JSTOR Daily, and it says where news meets a scholarly match. I do have a master's, so I love scholarly articles. <laughs> but um, it starts off with defining envy, and it basically says pain at another's good fortune. Mm-hmm. But then it moves on to talk about how, like, the definition of envy determines whether we think it's a social ill or possibly beneficial in availability. But then it moves forward further to talk about um, how remarkable it is that one can admit feelings of guilt, shame, pride, greed, and even anger without loss of self-esteem but that it is almost impossible, at least in American society, to admit to feelings of envy. Mm-hmm. And so, like, mm-hmm. I've, you know, like, in the past, I've tried to talk to, like, there's some friends that are like, I'll be like, man, everybody's getting engaged, and I'm not, and I feel away. And they're like, oh, you should be happy for them. And I'm like, I am, but that doesn't take But I also feel away. I feel away. That I'm salty as shit, you know, on Instagram. <laughs> Especially like the destination vacation engagements. <laughs> but um so what do y'all think about just basically how they define envy and kind of So of course I'm gonna say I don't really and maybe I'm just using maybe I'm just stuck in how I use these terms mm-hmm. and maybe I'm just refusing to take what they're saying at face value Mm -hmm. but I didn't like the way the author posed these definitions Mm -hmm. because one thing he said um about envy was um and I lost my place (laughs) but but, oh when he was saying like the components Mm -hmm. of envy because he said it had three components and the motivating component was willing to deprive the other person of their greater good even if it is necessary to give up something from ourselves and I don't agree with that but maybe envy is not what I feel then because it's just like you said Doyen I am fully capable of being happy for my friend, for my family member. I can be happy for them and still feel like, you know, I want that too. Yeah. And I don't, that, that doesn't mean I want to take it away from them. I don't want to take it away from them. I just want some too. Yeah. So, yeah. And to some extent I, he talks about like how social media changes empathy. And so like, it seems like in a way, like we had like more of a passive, like, I'm going to double tap that picture. I'm going to say congratulations. It doesn't mean that I'm out to like hunt down your fiance, but it's just, it's like, when is this going to happen for me? You know? Right. Cause I don't typically see things. And this is even before the rise of social Mm -hmm. media. I don't typically see things and think, well, why does she have that? Or she doesn't deserve that. I just usually think, why don't I? Right. I do deserve it. <laughs> so, yeah. You know. So I do feel like it does. Like with social media, we are it's much more passive. So like, why does she 
you know, it why is. she's 25 and she just bought her own house, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> but, you know, uh, like, so you were saying how it can make you feel depressed, yeah. but I didn't even, like, I didn't even notice it. If you had, if I had not stopped and taken some time to reflect mm-hmm. on this a while back, I wouldn't have even noticed it. Because to me, I don't see me feeling that way right yeah. away. But then when you stop and think about it, it moved, it shifted my focus to always being on what I've got to do next. Why have I not made it here? Hurry up and get here. This is where you're supposed to be. This mm-hmm. is what you're supposed to have. And a lot of that is because of me seeing what people I know because they have and what they're posting and it didn't jump out at me at first as being you know envy or being even depressing because I wasn't feeling sad but I was torturing myself on the other end pushing myself why don't without even stopping to think about all the great successes that I do have but thinking about why haven't I done x y and z Mm -hmm. that's not fair yeah I mean to I guess to some extent to me I have I always had like an idea of what my adulthood would look like and it's super mm-hmm. not Ooh, that's a word right there. <laughs> so um not a whole lot yeah. of people know about it but uh, I was engaged my senior year in college and it was not out of extreme love and hope for our future but it was basically both of us were like we're almost done with college and this was on the life plan <laughs> And, Um, you know, even now, like, I would say, like, I'm glad because in my mind, I was like, I was really silly. So I was like, when I started college, I was like, okay, sophomore year, I'm going to join this particular sorority. Um, I'm going to find the love of my life. And then by the time I'm a senior in college, uh, we're going to be on our way to marriage and we'll get engaged and all this stuff but I'm like if I would have gotten engaged to somebody in Mississippi I'd probably still be in Mississippi (laughs) and so like Mm -hmm. I've grown so much Um, excuse me what does that mean no but like me personally (laughs) I've moved to another state (laughs) yeah great um not you Chris I'm not shading you at all but like I have like I I, I did not I did not take that as personal shade I I swear I did not yeah however I'm just saying but (laughs) I didn't live in my hometown my entire life so I didn't move out of my hometown until I was like 22 or 23 and that's when I learned like somewhat self-sufficiency like I never cooked (laughs) because either I could go out to eat I could visit my dad and he'd take me out to eat or I could go home and there's food (laughs) so like I never really cooked until I moved to Texas so I was like oh you know you're not gonna eat unless it's somebody feeds you and that somebody has to be you (laughs) and so like I feel like I have grown because I finally moved out of my comfort space and um I don't know if that would have happened if I would have gotten married immediately out of college. Mm, yeah. Whew. I have nothing to top that. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel, I agree with you though, that, I mean, especially being from where we're from, there's so much pressure to mm-hmm. like start a family, to have all of these things by the time you're like 30. Yeah. And especially seeing people um, who have done those things and who have stayed in our home state and seeing where they are. And then, you know, we've moved 
And we don't have those things. Like I'm still a renter. I'm still not married. And I have friends who have like three and four babies by now and have like 3000 square foot homes. So it, it's tough. It's tough trying to balance. I think the life that you want for yourself and the life that you see on social media. Yeah. And wanting to like keep up with people, but also trying to figure out, you know, is that the type of life that you want for yourself? Listen, you you said something right there. Cause sometimes I don't even I don't even want what I see them what I don't I don't necessarily want that, but it just seems like it fits. Yeah. And like it's mm-hmm. supposed to fit. So mm-hmm. yeah, right now go. one of my coworkers is pregnant, and so I've seen the everyday life of being a pregnant person. I'm like, do I really want this for myself? Like, do I want to be <laughs> sick and like emotional and like hormonal? Like, I mean, maybe one day I'll want it, but I just I think partially society and then partially just the pressure that we put on ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. It just it makes it hard. So. Uh, Joanne, I'm not going to stop having drinks each show just because you're expecting. I want you to know that. And I'm going to talk about my drinks and what I'm drinking. I just want you to know if that. If I'm ever expecting, the show ain't going to stop. Going. I'm just going to be like, this is my new kombucha of the week. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this other article of if you don't want to sit down and read all the other stuff that uh, the first article said, uh, it just talks about four tips to survive social media and envy and so the first tip is count your blessings it's people like as much as like I don't want to face the fact that like you know gratefulness (laughs) will get you places um definitely get you out of your feelings they just talk about write five things in your life that you're grateful for so even in this moment they said no experience is too small so even like yeah I don't have a house but guess what like if I come home and something's broken I can just contact my maintenance company. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like I ain't got to yes. cut nobody's grass. <laughs> and even like stuff like that, like, um, you know, come home and I ain't got to pick up nobody on the way home. I ain't got to feed nobody except for me. If I feel like eating, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so I like, just thinking about those blessings, um, you know, anytime when you start to feel that. And part of it is like when you are scrolling on social media, like naming what you feel. So, you know, of course, mm-hmm. usually you double tap and you keep it moving, but then you already feel that stirring in your soul. So knowing that like, okay, I'm envious. And I think it's okay to say, you know, I'm envious. What can I do to help myself get past this moment? You know? One thing with the counting your blessings So one little hole that I have fallen into lately is when I see, um, when I see people on social media that I grew up with and I see them happily married and I, and, and they married someone who they dated since, you know, growing up, someone that I know both of them, we all went to school together. We all grew up together and they look so happy. And this isn't just one couple. This is like a lot of couples. Cause I have a lot of friends who married their, you know, high school boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever. And I, sometimes I see that and I feel like, should I have stuck it out? Should I have gone through 
all the crap and then maybe it was better on the other side. But then I remember that no, because I would be in the same position that some of these people are in, which is not so happy outside of Instagram. And I know them in real life, so I know that they're not so happy outside of Instagram. Uh So, you know, sometimes you just got to, with one particular guy, like I look at what he's putting his wife through right now. And I thank God <laughs> that I, that I found the good and goodbye when it came yeah. to him, because that would have been me right now. Right. I mean, sometimes, yeah, it's just like my, um, y'all would be happy to know that one of my mantras is like, everything that's meant for me will come to me. And so mm-hmm. if it's not here, mm-hmm. that's fine. If it's meant to me, oh will be there but um mm. yeah so uh, it's just the whole notion of like just count your blessings <laughs> you know like Beyonce them. said the best thing I never had thank god you blew it <laughs> <laughs> That's um, another one is look at those you love and I think I innately do this with our group message so like you know I, I think we all do like when we're feeling mad sad anything we will come because a it's yeah. a safe space and we're like hey i'm not feeling that great and we'll just get like the mm-hmm. love <laughs> um but it talks about let your pet or your partner's affectionate gaze remind you of how special you really are a i don't have a pet because i don't know if i'd be good at taking care of it <laughs> b my partner is in a whole nother state but i feel like even just the power of the group message which we'll have to do a whole nother podcast about one day but um mm-hmm. just like show a love and getting love where you can mm-hmm. um the next one was get curious about your experience so they say a pleasant emotions often contain valuable information so they say when you've calmed down a bit consider the why behind your feelings um a lot of times the why is like in a way, like society tells us, we should have done this, this, and this. But then, you know, we graduated in a horrible George Bush economy. <laughs> and so we went to more school and got more debt <laughs> and things like that. And mm-hmm. so, like, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot. Even I just think about how, like, we powered through and we made it in, like, the worst of situations, <laughs> you know? And so, yeah, I mean, we were always told all our lives what we were supposed to do is get married, have kids, get a house, um, 2.5 kids and a dog. And it's like, oh, well, you know, that's not <laughs> that's not what's going to happen. And we're going to forge our own way. And um, I like that, that we do forge our own way no matter what, you know, without anybody's help. This rem- This one reminded me a lot of something that my therapist kind of frequently tells me to do is just kind of sitting with my feelings Mm -hmm. and not trying to like fight emotions or things as they come up, but just being creating space to actually just sit with things and really process what's going on and not trying to rush and feel like you have to move to that positive reaction or response. Yeah. Yeah. There is somebody in my life that anyways, (laughs) but he did. um, (laughs) tell me he's like you know sometimes check in with yourself because you know especially as black women Uh we we just kind of work on autopilot to get things done and so being checking in on yourself and be like you know how am I feeling why am I feeling this way which like I um I think I was telling Chris before 
like this week is a stressful time in my work week and I know I notice myself doing things that I'm doing out of like stress so like eating in the afternoon like having a snack um, that I usually don't always have but like I was eating because I was stressed and checking social media because I just needed a break Mm -hmm. from what I was doing and like just like Mm -hmm. being able to like name your feelings is um super empowering so finally they say don't compare your insides to someone else's outsides and so mm-hmm. uh, as like a social media person, as a blogger and things like that, there's so many times, like y'all are going to get this everyday face of mine, but if I have makeup on and I look good, y'all going to get this picture. <laughs> like I'm the queen of like, especially as a blogger, like you could get a piece of, you know, poster board and like place things out in a way where it looks like your life is organized and every around it is like a whole mess but I took a picture of this one (laughs) corner and it looked good you are describing (laughs) you are describing me it's like at the same time like everybody's doing that nobody is taking a picture of their kid like crying because they don't want to wear that colored t-shirt for you know you know, like nobody's doing that. And so um, in a way, what I've learned to um, do to combat that is I literally think of ways other people would be jealous of me. So I remember I was driving one day. <laughs> and no, like it helps. It, it helps me. No, it sounds yeah. worse. It than helps me have perspective. So I was driving one day and I saw my car, the back of my car, I had MSU alumni. SMU alumni and I'm like people probably look at that it's like oh cool she has two degrees she went to this private school not knowing my student loan (laughs) payments (laughs) that I have to pay Mm -hmm. for that but they see that and they're like oh this is great and so like that boosts me up like oh yeah I did do great things now I might have to deal with the consequences of the things I did e.g. student loan payments (laughs) but at the same time like yeah. It's not like I'm not doing great things. I have a master's degree at SMU. Like it's one of you know, mm. like the great private colleges of the South. And so like at the end of the day, you know, like there's no matter what, there's somebody looking at you like, Oh my gosh, she's so great because of this. And you see the inside of it <laughs> and all it took for you to get there, but other people are seeing that and are envying you because of that. Yeah, and I think this one is one that I that's this is my go-to when I see something that might make me feel a little envious is to remember that and and that's and that really is just because like I was a very I mean, I don't think I was a bratty kid or a bratty teenager, but I was spoiled in the sense of I had a lot of things and whatever I wanted I had. But my granny worked really hard to keep me level-headed because my parents boost my head up a lot and so she was just always reminding me like things don't make you happy things don't mean x y and z you are not better than the next person because you have this you are not better than the next person because you have that and because she instilled that in me it makes me think in reverse now so when I see somebody and then it'll you know "Eh, she's not better than me because she has this or that you know or that it's not 
this looks great what they have, but they could go home and cry all night, every night. It doesn't mean that they're happy just because it looks like things have lined up for them. So I mean, that's pretty much. I don't wish like sadness for anybody, but I know that everybody's life is hard, and so yeah, the pro the social media picture looks great, but like we're all struggling with our own things. Everybody's yeah. got their stuff. And That's if I right. can just, at the end of the day, if I can triumph on my own things, I'll be happy. I'm not trying to wish any evil on anybody, but I'm just like, I have my own problems. <laughs> and I got to figure that out. <laughs> Right. And that's, I think, what's frustrating yeah. about social media, right, is that we are all dealing yeah. with shit, but we all feel ashamed about the shit that yeah. we're dealing with. And so we have to just, like, put up this front, like, everything is perfect because things aren't supposed to not yeah. be okay. And I think I that's that right? also how I feel about church is, like, everybody acts like, oh, you know, I'm so happy, you know, to be in God and stuff like that. And so, like, one of my biggest struggles is, like, hey, what if you don't feel so happy? <laughs> you know, like, what are you supposed to do then? Right. And so, like, my biggest thing, like, I still mm-hmm. haven't figured out my ministry and my purpose, but my biggest thing is being able to speak on my pain and how I overcame it so I can help other people with that same pain. And so, even like when it comes to like people who's lost parents, like I'm very much, I feel like now that I've had that pain, I can go and minister and help people who are also dealing with that pain. And so like, I feel like there's so much deliverance when we name our problems <laughs> and, you know, like mm-hmm. we say, Hey, I've struggled with this, but this is how I got through it not oh i've never had that issue before because we all had that right right (laughs) right and you know on the flip side when i see people on instagram or twitter and they are like (laughs) clearly going through something and like that's all they tweet about that's all Mm -hmm. they post about I'll catch myself getting irritated and I have to check that sometimes because this may be that person's sounding board. You know, this may be just a way for, this may be their diary. This may be their way to say how they feel, but like, because there's a girl on my timeline right now who's clearly going through a breakup (laughs) and I just, I don't want to be a part of it, (laughs) But, but, but you know, that's not, we say we want to see the real on social media. We say we don't want it to all be sunshine and roses. So, you know, that's not fair of me to to do that. It's all about compassion at the end of the day. Um, It is. um, The key thing is like at the end of the day, like social media envy is not abnormal. We're all going to feel it, but a, I mean like somewhere where you can, um, I guess your coping mechanisms for it. So even if it is talking to one of your friends, it's like, oh, you know, I just saw this, you know, <laughs> I feel away. Um, just yeah. like actually approaching it and not keep tucking it behind uh, on the backboard and keep that negativity inside of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so now. Yay, social yay. media. Super great. Um. <laughs> But now I want to talk about our favorite part of the podcast, which is to buy you a drink. Hey, <laughs> hey. So who wants to buy the first drink for the pod? 
Never mind. <laughs> it's gonna be me. Awkward so silence. I uh, literally I thought about this within like during the week, and I wrote this down in my notes. But I want to buy a drink for Don Lemon. So he used to be Don Lemon. We didn't really like him. He was kind of like we thought he was Uncle Tom. And then he finally like woke up and got mad. He had an awakening. (laughs) It came up with these eloquent drags of the Trump administration. And so like, you know, I didn't really like him to start off with. But, like, I super love him right now because he is very adamant about sharing (laughs) his opinions about what's going on with the Trump administration. Um, So I would buy a drink for Don Lemon. I feel like he would get a gin and tonic with, like, some, like, grapefruit and some other fancy shit in it. So buying him a drink because he's doing better (laughs) in life. That sounds so good. A gin and tonic with a splash of grapefruit juice. Well, I am going to buy a drink for warm fuzzy socks. <laughs> because, <laughs> because it is cold. And I love, that's one of the things that I look forward to is coming home and getting out of my work clothes, putting on a nice pair of yoga pants, and a nice pair of fuzzy socks. People who know me know I love to have, I love to make my room cold enough to where I have to sleep in socks because it makes me feel secure. And, you know, I I decided that this week I wanted to buy a drink for something that makes me happy and warm fuzzy socks. I also happy. like warm fuzzy socks, but I also lose a warm fuzzy sock. So that's it. Yeah, I have one oh. warm fuzzy sock. How do you lose that? Yeah, I don't you have one sock. Oh, listen, I lose clothes all the time, and I don't know how it happens. I, I, I am convinced right. that someone breaks into my house and steals I mean, like shirts. I be mean, like blaming one sock all the time, like motherfucker stole my shit. <laughs> I did, Doyen. I did. <laughs> Becca, who are you buying a drink for this week? I am buying a drink for my mama this week because I had a crazy day at work today and my mama came and picked me up from work and let me take a nap at her house. I'm going to (laughs) cry. I'm not going to cry. The sweetest thing ever. I'm not going to cry, but I'm moving to New York. So. (laughs) So she's amazing. She is. She's pretty special. So we get margaritas together every Wednesday. So I'm going to give her a margarita early today. And she is getting a strawberry margarita on the rocks with no Boom. salt. And your mom, not your mom's drink is my drink. I love strawberry really? margaritas on the rocks, no salt. <laughs> I'm an ex-level of bougie. So... I don't even want sweet and sour. I'm just like, put tequila in line. <laughs> Call me a day. Oh, God. <laughs> Is that bougie uh, or is that savage? Not, well, I, I mean, just don't, I don't like sweet and sour. And so, like, I just want as natural way of flavoring my tequila as possible. So hmm. <laughs> That sounds like so I, uh-huh. <laughs> I saw a meme and it was me. It was like, Southern girls are a different kind. Like, they could drink tequila straight, which I don't. But they almost throw up when they accidentally drink unsweet tea. <laughs> and like, 
Yeah. A couple weeks ago, I was like, let me yeah. try this just to see if it's sweet or it's sweet. And it was unsweet. And I almost threw up. <laughs> okay. So it has been another episode of Poor Life Decision. You can find us on Instagram at Poor Life Decision. One decision because we're changing decisions, bad decisions, <laughs> one at a time. <laughs> uh, also, <laughs> similarly, we uh, started an Etsy shop where um, we would super love for y'all to support and kind of like also change your life decisions. So we have a t-shirt and a mug. And it's super great. And we would love for y'all to check it out. Uh, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. our Twitter is PLDPod. Um, please tweet us. Um, usually I tweet at 2 o'clock in the morning because I still can't go to sleep. But mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, just tweet us. Tell us what you think. Uh, definitely ask us, you know, things you want to talk about. So this week we actually uh, talked about the football players, Kareem and Ruben, because one of our Twitter fans or one of our Instagram, uh, one of our podcast fans in general texted me <laughs> and said, hey, y'all should talk about this. And so we're very happy to give our opinions on things. And let us know what some of your poor life decisions are. Like, we want to know what y'all have regrets about or what y'all are trying to fix. <laughs> like, don't have us out here by ourselves. We want to know what y'all we are trying to fix. We have regrets. Too. Happy Founders Day to the Alphas. Doya is so I was like, it's so cold today. It was like... 60 degrees yesterday and this morning it's like frost on my car and she's it's like all of the alpha spot. But anyway, please listen to us on all of your favorite platforms. If you listen to us on iTunes, please rate five stars only. Leave us a review. And anything else? Any other announcements? Nope. At some point, we got to talk about Chris's fear of rats <laughs> and rat emojis. <laughs> I really wish y'all could have seen me when that popped up on my phone. I was like, I was, oh my God, I wish y'all could have seen me. No, I don't like them. Dead or alive, real or fake. I just had to be baby. We love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. See you next week. Bye. And you know it too. You arguing with your man, fighting about me, boo. And he ain't home. You call him up when he's with me. And yes, he is. Yeah. Jacuzzi's in the bed. It's me. Breaking bread, giving head, and you hating me. I'm looking good, representing. Why you hating?